94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local then, local now. Never FDIC. It is Friday, December 13th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We've got a good show for you coming up this hour. We're going to hear from the executive director of the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. His name is Scott Glaser. He's going to join us on the program. Plus, we're going to get you set for Marshall Basketball. They are taking on Moorhead on Monday. And we're going to hear from the play-by-play voice of Moorhead State, Chuck Moraz. So that's what's coming up. And, of course, you can join the program as well. That's right. You can hit us up on the Miller Lite phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. Miller Lite, hold true, great taste, only 96 calories. It is the original light beer. And, of course, we're going to fire the text machine up for you, and you can hit us on the text machine at any time at 304-399-8255. I know I've given you a lot of numbers here. But you can use them all, and you can find me on Twitter as well, at Paul Swan. So you know all the details now. You know how to get a hold of me. You can be a part of the program. And we'll give we'll give you an opportunity a little bit later on. But uh, I know we're kind of jam-packed today. We've got guests coming up here in the next few minutes with uh, Scott Glaser. And I'm looking forward to talking to him. The bowl itself, and let me just tell you, out of experience, they're super accommodating. They're very helpful. They're on top of everything. And I'm looking forward to talking to Scott here in the next few minutes just about all the things that are happening for the kids in this bowl. And then find out what really goes into that process. Because you look at this matchup and you think, okay, you got UCF. That's going to make sense for at least the local area. It's an easy drive. Folks are going to be able to come and watch UCF play. And you got Marshall. And, of course, Florida is almost a second home to a lot of people for Marshall. But Marshall's been in this game already. I'm talking last year already. Marshall's been in this game. So they're coming back. What's the appeal of bringing a team back for the second straight year? Is there any apprehension into that? These are kind of some of the things I want to try to get into with Scott on that. And, of course, uh, we'll get you set for the Marshall matchup on Monday with Moorhead State. I'm kind of curious how many of you are heading down, taking maybe an early day on Monday, making what hour trek to go to see Marshall face off against Moorhead State. It's one of those games that I really do enjoy on the schedule. So we've got all of that for you on today's edition of the show. And, of course, we're getting closer to the Heisman. We had the college lineup yesterday for awards announced. And the Walter Camp Player of the Year goes to LSU quarterback Joe Burrow. So is this sort of a preview of what the Heisman might look at? He also won the Davey O'Brien Award for quarterback position. Walter Camp Player of the Year goes to anyone, any position. Davey O'Brien Award going to Joe Burrow as well. So this might be a preview of what people think of him. You look at what LSU has been able to do. LSU, they're in a spot they haven't been in a while. So you look at Joe Burrow, what he's done, and you put two and two together. And I think you got the best player of the year correct when you give him the Walter Camp, you give him the Davey O'Brien. There's some good stuff out there as well. Now, overall, the awards seem to make sense. The Outland Trophy goes to Oregon's offensive lineman. Doak Walker goes to Wisconsin's running back, Jonathan Taylor. Jim Thorpe Award goes to the defensive back from LSU. And kicker from uh, Georgia gets the Lou Groza. Chase Young, defensive lineman, 
gets the Benark. Ray Guy goes to Max Duffy. Everything pretty much made sense. Uh, Maxwell Ward goes to Joe Burrow as well. So Davey O'Brien, the Walter Camp, the Maxwell all going to Joe Burrow. Is he going to pick up the Heisman? We'll find out. That's going to come up on Saturday. We're going to have that. If you can't watch it, we're going to have that through ESPN Radio right here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. So, as I mentioned, we're going to focus on the bowl when we come back here in a couple minutes. We're going to talk bowl with the bowl director, Scott Glaser. He is the director of the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. And then we're going to hear from the voice of Moorhead State. We're going to talk to him, Chuck Moraz. We get your phone calls in. You can hit us on social media at Paul Swan. You can text us at 304-399-8255. Or later on, you can just call at 877-420-8255. So uh, voice is still a little raspy, so I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Bear with me again. We got Scott coming up here in the next couple of minutes. So we're going to take our break now. We'll come back. We're going to talk to Scott. Then we're going to talk Moorhead State basketball with Chuck and your phone calls. We'll do it all when we continue with today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry. Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the show. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can always join us by calling the Miller Lite phone line at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. Our producer this afternoon, Gabriel Sellards. Let's welcome to the program now the executive director of the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. We've got Scott Glaser. And, Scott, good talking to you. Uh, thanks for joining us on the program. Hey, I appreciate you having me. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good. Uh, we are good. It's it's not Tampa weather here in Huntington. And so for a lot of herd fans, I'm sure here in about a week or so, uh, they can't wait to get out of Huntington or get out of the Tri-State area and get down to Tampa. Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, in, in, in Tampa, you know, we're, we're, we're starting to get a little chilly. It's about ranges from 68 to 72, so we're starting to move our thermostat around a little bit. So hopefully you guys aren't too uh, cold when you get here. No, I think we're going to be okay. Um, unfortunately <laughs> for me, I'm stuck here. So for the herd, so for herd fans coming down, I'm sure they're going to be fine. I'll be stuck here. So unfortunately for me... Uh, I don't get to see uh, I don't get to see Tampa again for a second straight year. And uh, looking at the uh, itinerary, uh, you guys are going to take care of uh, Marshall fans and Marshall players again. Uh, I think this time Marshall might enjoy it more as uh, the plane we hope will arrive on time. Last year it didn't, so they missed out on some of the events. So they're looking most forward to getting some of the stuff done they didn't get to do last year. Yeah, you know, I, it, we've we've got a great week. We spent we spent earlier in the week with with their administration and. And just what a pleasant group and so positive and excited to get their student-athletes back here. Um, I think they understand the destination that Tampa is and what we have to offer and give that special opportunity for the players to just, again, get out of their environment in their hometown, experience something special, and come down. You know, their teams are going to arrive on Thursday the 19th. Obviously, game day is on uh, Monday, December 23rd. And we've just got a variety of different activities taking place. They're going to go to Busch Gardens. Uh, we have a uh, on-bike player build that they participated in last year. That's on the 20th. That's open to fans if they want to join us downtown Tampa from 1 to 3. We'll build 100 bikes in one hour, and then we're going to donate those to some of the kids in our community. 
Then we're going to shift over on Saturday the 21st. We're going to take them to Treasure Island where we have our beach invasion. Both teams, both bands will be there, so good family fun if they want to come out. That's from 1 to 5 p.m. in Treasure Island. And then, of course, the night before the big game, we have our uh, pep rally. That's going to be at Eulalie, which is in the downtown area. That's 4 to 5 p.m. It's a wonderful area. There's a river walk there. There's armature work, a little bit of nightlife, whatever you want to do. And then uh, that takes us to game day. We're working with them and getting their alumni tent set up in our fan invasion area. A lot of different things for the families. Santa Claus is going to be there. We've got ice skating. We've got pirate crews and floats. Uh, and we're really just putting together a good day for all of our fans. I'm kind of curious. Uh, I know this is uh, this is uh, more micro than anything, but you've got WWE superstar Titus O'Neil showing up. I'm just kind of curious. Uh, what goes into deciding or getting the word that, hey, a superstar from the WWE is going to come, and it's uh, Titus O'Neil? Is there a special connection there, or he just excited to come down? What's what's the what, what? there is, uh, you know? So Titus, you know, we we, we know Titus is Thaddeus Bullard. You know, he's a uh, he leads and, and operates the Bullard Family Foundation. We have a program with him called the Joy of Giving, and where we uh, we provide gifts and game tickets to some of our underserved. Uh, children and, and families in, in the community, and we give them an opportunity to come out and enjoy the game. And so we really brand ourselves as a community bowl, and, and that and, and, the, and the Bullard Family Foundations are one of our partners. We also have Vincent Jackson, former uh, Charger and Buccaneer. We work with him on our Heroes program where we honor and invite our uh, first responders and military members of the community. And then we also have Mike Allstott, another Ring of Honor member with the Buccaneers, uh, hometown favorite, and we do our hospital visits where we bring the teams over to some of the children and uh, just give them a little bit something to smile about during this holiday season. So a lot of community partners, a lot of celebrities, former athletes uh, that are using this game to just get back to, uh, to, uh, to, to the game of football in our community. Scott Glaser is with us, the executive director of the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. And, and Scott, I wanted to ask you, this is Marshall's second time in a row coming down to the Gasparilla Bowl. I'm kind of curious when you're trying to put these matchups together and put together the best bowl you possibly can, and you see Marshall sitting there once again. If you could just walk me through the process of how this matchup gets set up. Certainly, well, you know we we have agreements with conferences, and and when I say we, um, ESPN events, we own and operate 16 events across the country, and so when we're kind of looking at teams and conferences on the board, you know we got to take a lot of things in, 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 into account. And those of us who are executive directors, you know, we, there's certain, certain teams and matchups that we want. We look at a team like UCF and, and Marshall, who obviously UCF's just up the street in Orlando, so we have a really good feel about the fans that they're going to travel here. But also with Marshall, and they have a tremendous alumni base in the Bay Area. They have a lot of donors. And so when you talk about the seasons that they both had, you know, you had Marshall at 8-4, and four, UCF at 9-3, and three, both 6-2 and two in the league. You know, you, you, you put those type of quality teams together that have a fan base that has an, an opportunity to get to the game to create that atmosphere that these student-athletes deserve. And those are the types of things we look at. And so we're really excited. First time that uh, we've had a back-to-back team, to be honest with you. This is year 12 for the Gasparilla Bowl. And uh, Marshall's our first back-to-back team. And uh, they're also returning as last year's champions. So we're excited to have them. And they also get a matchup with a former foe in UCF. These two schools have a history, not recent, but when both were conference mates in the Mid-American Conference and Conference USA, uh, there was a rivalry there. So I'm sure you guys know the backstory, and, and we're smiling when you put this thing together. 
We do. You know, you know, there's a lot of history there when you start talking about the Big East and Conference USA and the American and all these different leagues that over the years have kind of transitioned and some of them emerged. And then, you know, you kind of look across the field and you see some former coaches or administrators you've worked with. And that's what it's about. It's fun. We're talking about using the game of football to bring people together, haven't seen each other in a while. And again, what's most important, we're giving these seniors another chance to play the game. We're giving some of these younger student athletes an opportunity to get a little bit more field experience before they head into their, their second or third year. And again, it's Monday of Christmas week. It's a great time to come out with your families, enjoy, again, beautiful weather. We're talking about upper 60s, low 70s, blue skies. So it's going to be a, a great day of football. Scott Glaser is with us, the executive director of the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl, and the events are all set. The teams are set. Uh, you just sit back and relax now, right? This is uh, all self-contained. You just sit back and enjoy. That's it. I'm, I'm actually on Clearwater Beach right now. just kind of have my feet. Man, I'm not really doing a whole lot this week. It's nice and slow. Now, it's a sprint. You know, my team and I, I'll, I'll tell you what, we're working really hard. Uh, we understand what's on the line here and, and what these teams deserve, and, and we're, we're putting our, our, uh, our heart and soul into it, and we really hope the fans and, and both the universities have a great week with us. Have you been pretty pleased with the reaction to the matchup? You know how publications love to rank these bowls on a yearly basis, and you go down the line, and for the most part, this is one of the more enjoyable bowls, according to the pundits, one you should tune into because – you just don't know what's going to happen. Marshall's got a, a defense that's pretty good. UCF has got an offense that's pretty good. There's a history between the two. Yet this has got to be, um, you know, again, something that puts a smile on your face, knowing that this isn't one of those bowl games down the line. People will just say, okay, we're not interested. There's actually some buzz for this one. There is, again, when, when you talk about some of the stats, the type of players, the seasons that these teams had. You take the skill, and then you take the location, right? Everybody says location, location, location. You know, we're in Tampa, Florida. We're right. We're 45 minutes from the beaches, our downtown area, our river walk, the things that Visit Tampa Bay puts together for all of our guests. It's just the perfect setting. Again, we're the only game on that day. We're live on ESPN. And when you put all the right components together, it, it just creates a special environment, a special opportunity to play the game. Scott Glaser is with us, executive director of the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. And, uh, you know, before we got you on the air, we've been kind of looking over some of the events and, and trying to see what will be fun for the players, fun for the fans. But on the 21st, we, we talked about the invasion of the beach, the belly flop. That's always popular. But <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of leaning towards the cheer teams competing, probably being the more competitive event of the day. Yeah, you know, again, we talk about the student athletes on the field, but we got to remember our spirit squad, our band, you know, our coaching squads, the support staff. This is an event that we're really getting everybody involved. We're going to have the spirit squads out there doing tug of war. We have some some firefighter competitions that are going to be going on out there. We have donut eating contests, the super popular belly flop contest, and we're even going to bury a, a coach. I'm going to say a coach. It's going to be bury a staff member that doesn't mind being embarrassed a little bit by your team by your team and then they're going to get decorated a little bit in the sand so just a lot of good fun out there on the beach i had to have you clarify that because i was envisioning when i was reading up on this seeing that the cheer teams are going to be competing i was envisioning something from the movie bring it on that's what i was envisioning (laughs) 
Yeah, you know, we're talking about getting both teams out there, and you know, the guys get on the field and they battle it out. You know, with their with their helmet and their blood, sweat, and tears. And so we want to see what these spirit squads do against one another. And everybody has a little competition in them, but again, at the end of the day, it's about having a little bit of fun. Now, this bowl over the last several years has become one of the more attractive bowls. I think that's fair to say. You've got again one of the better names in bowls. I mean, not only the Gasparilla Bowl is something that perks your ear; it's memorable. You've got a great sponsor in Bad Boy Mowers. You put the two together. It's one of the best bowl names possible. And it seems that in this field of bowls that keep growing, and you've got to be ultra competitive to have your bowl stand out, this one seems to be standing out more than some of the other bowls. No, I would agree. You know, we have, again, this is year 12. Spent the first two years across the bridge in St. Petersburg, who, who are tremendous partners. We played in Tropicana Field. And uh, just really is where we started this at. It was originally the St. Paul over the years of transition. Two years ago, this is now year three of, of the Bad Boy Mowers, who are title sponsors out of Arkansas. They are, they are law mowers, the zero-turn type mowers you may use for, you know, if you have a little bit of property, and they distribute all across the country and just amazing, amazing partners. And then you, 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 you combine that with the name Gasparilla. And if any of you have been to – Tampa and have experienced the Gasparilla Parade this year. It's taking place on January 25th. The Amistic crew at Gasparilla, the, the group that puts that event is a group called Event Fest and, and truly becoming partners of ours. And Gasparilla is really like our Mardi Gras. And, and when it becomes Gasparilla and Gasparilla season, people around here really get excited. And that's the partnership we're creating with that group. Because when people hear Gasparilla Bowl, we want them to activate and get excited just like they do for that parade. We bring 300,000 people to the Gasparilla Parade. And so if I can get a small amount of those people to get just excited about this game year in and year out, plus what our teams will travel with their own fans, we have a real opportunity to fill Raymond James Stadium on an annual basis. And uh, that's uh, just an electric, really exciting environment that um, – Again, all of our, our teams will, will enjoy for many, many years to come. Scott Glaser is our guest, the executive director of the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. And, Scott, before we let you go, uh, this is probably the best opportunity for you to maybe educate fans who didn't get a chance to go last time on what they can expect as far as tickets, parking, everything they need to know. Uh, you've got the website set up at GasparillaBowl.com. But uh, what would you tell maybe that first-time Herd fan that didn't get a chance to come down last year? Yeah, again, I'd I tell you to check out that website, GasparillaBowl.com. All the information you mentioned and that you need listed there. Our event schedule's there. There's a link for parking. You can purchase parking in advance. It is digital. If you, if you, if you decide not to do that, you'll be able to pay the day of. There's a variety of different ticket prices that are there. There's some hospitality. But I tell you, if anything, if you're coming to town, come find us out at some of these public events again. Friday the 20th, we'll be in downtown Tampa from 1 to 3 for the bike build. We'll be at uh, the uh, Beach Invasion in Treasure Island on Saturday the 21st from 1 to 5 p.m. And then the pep rally. This is where your bands are going to come. We're going to have a battle of the bands, play your fight songs, and have a good time and allow you to enjoy the Tampa Bay area. And then if, if, if you can't get in town that early, I'd tell you just come on game day to Fan Invasion. Parking lots open at 10.30 a.m. Our fan invasion is from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., and then we're going to kick off. Um, uh, we're going to kick off at 2:30 p.m. So again, inflatable face painting, Santa Claus, ice skating, uh, and just a lot of fun. And then we're going to watch two great teams battle it out on the field.
Scott, we're looking forward to it coming up on the 23rd. Uh, thanks, sir. Appreciate your time. And uh, let's hope that, um, well, let's hope that you get as um, as many people as showed up uh, for the herd last year and more because uh, I think the Marshall is really fond of this bowl. It really, you can tell from Doc Holliday that he likes going to Tampa. Well, we love we love Coach, and again, their administration has just been it's been a pleasure to work with, and we look forward to welcoming all the uh, all the fans and, and alum from the area to the game, and uh, we hope to have a wonderful time in Tampa. And, and for those who aren't able to make it to Tampa, we hope you have a, a wonderful holiday season with your friends and family, and we'll be thinking about you. Thanks, Scott. We appreciate you. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks for having me. Thanks, guys. That is Scott Glazer, Executive Director of the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. We will continue on with today's edition of The Drive, presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't forget, if you miss any part of today's program, you can go back and catch it by listening to us on our podcast. That's right. All you have to do is go to WRVC.com. You can start there, and you can also subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio. Wherever you get your podcast is where you'll find The Drive. I'm your host, Paul Swan, here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are wrapping up the night. Coming up later on this evening, it's going to be top 25 college basketball action. One game, number 24, Colorado, taking on Colorado State, and that is coming up at 8 o'clock. It's a late night in college basketball. All the action is going to heat up over the weekend. And Conference USA, nothing to tell you about tonight. Of course, Marshall in action on Monday, taking on Moorhead State. But Conference USA action Guess what? Nothing tonight to tell you about. It all starts ramping back up. Honestly, you don't have anything for a couple of days as teams are, of course, going through finals. But on Saturday, you've got almost a full slate of Conference USA action, Marshall being one of the lone exceptions here. Middle Tennessee is going to take on Ole Miss. North Florida will face off against Southern Miss. High Point will take on Florida Atlantic. Louisiana and Louisiana Tech on Saturday, as well as Old Dominion, Illinois. Houston Baptist will face off against Rice. And you have got Marshall, as I mentioned, coming up on Monday. Um, UAB in action. Montevelo will be the opponent. And that is all coming up on Saturday. we got the Army-Navy game as well. That's right. Army-Navy game. 2 o'clock, listen to it right here on ESPN, 94.1 FM and AM 930. So we've got all of that, and we've got the Heisman. That's coming up. You can listen to that broadcast coming up following the game, and that'll be right here. Who's going to win that thing? Odds on favorite? I think the guy I pulled in a lot of hardware. I think Joe Burrow is a guy you probably point to. Chase Young, you probably look at him as well. But Burrow, walking away with some hardware yesterday, he's got to be the odds-on favorite. And, of course, we'll find out on Saturday who gets the Heisman. Follow my Twitter feed. I'll tell you who I voted for after the vote is revealed. So I'll tell you this. Can't tell you who I voted for now, but if you follow my Twitter feed, and if you're kind of curious, you'll find out on Saturday after the Heisman Trophy winner has been revealed. I'll let you know 
the three that I voted for, and then you can tell me if uh, you agree or disagree. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys about that. So that's coming up on Saturday, and of course, on Monday, we're going to be shifting into basketball mode. So we'll do pregame coming up at our normal pregame time. It'll be 5.30. That's going to be our pregame time. No show on Monday, so instead we'll have pregame action. Tip will be 7, and then we will come right back after it's all said and done. We will tell you what happened. That's right. We will have our world-famous postgame. So that's what we got set for you coming up this weekend. So I'm excited. Marshall-Moorhead State. You don't get to see that one too often. Over the last few years, you didn't get to see that one. So it's starting to be a thing again. And it's a great trip. It's an easy trip for the Moorhead State fans when Moorhead State plays Marshall. And for Marshall, it's a great trip when Marshall has to travel to Moorhead State. I mean, it should be played every year. I think I've talked about that enough. You know where I stand on it, but I'm just going to reiterate that it is a game that should be played. Moorhead State's a good basketball team. Marshall. Moorhead State, I mean, it's one of the rivalries I remember as a young Herd fan growing up watching Marshall basketball and always knowing that there was that Marshall-Moorhead State game. You find out why this is a rivalry. And again, bear with me, voice going just a little bit. I appreciate you guys bearing with me on that. Uh, hopefully, by Monday, I'm going to have more control of this thing. And those long pauses, I'm basically sparing you the horrid sounds of me coughing. I've been pretty good. I can usually go 40, 50 minutes. Then we get to the home stretch here in the very end, and it just, it just goes. And I've got a terrified Gabriel Sellers in the studio because he knows if I can't go, he's going to have to finish the show out. So you can't believe what he's bringing me here. He's bringing me hot toddies. He's bringing me everything I possibly need to get this throat back in order. And that's going to do it for this edition of the program. Thanks to Gabriel Sellers, our producer. We apologize we couldn't bring you the voice of Moorhead State. We'll try to talk to Chuck on another program. For Gabriel Impulse One, thanks for listening in to today's edition of The Drive here on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Ship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and the Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.